Hey, hey, what's up? This is episode 050. Yes, we reached the 50th mark. Let's go. Friday 15. 1, 2, 3. Let's rock. Welcome to the Design Your Thinking podcast, a show where we think, learn, and explore the product mindset so you can design better products every day. And now your host, Karthik. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Designer Thinking Podcast. And this is me, your host, Karthik. I am so excited and upbeat. And I think you can really clearly see this in my voice. That's because we are hitting the 50, 50th mark on the Designer Thinking Podcast. And thank you so, so much for, uh, for you for listening and and being patient with all these experiments I've been running here with the kinds of episodes and the kinds of questions. So uh, before we move on, I, I wanted to quickly give a shout out to everyone who's taken time to subscribe to the podcast and also for everyone who's been on my newsletter list. Thank you so much. And thank you for all the good feedback that you've given me, the constructive ones and also the, the credits. Thank you so much. You mean a lot and your presence here means a lot. So today we are going to be talking about a topic that we've talked twice in the past. Uh, back in episode 32, I talked about monetization model. And in that, we talked about pricing. And again, in episode 38, we talked about the 13 questions to ask about product pricing, where we had our guest speaker, a guest teacher, Matt Anderson, talking about these 13 questions. So today, I'd like to take it one step further and talk about one other important topic when it comes to pricing which is a kind of pricing that we probably have heard which is called the value based pricing so before we kind of uh, went on further uh, with this topic i'd like to quickly give you some background as to the different kinds of pricing that you probably would hear when when we talk about this topic there are kinds of pricing called the uh, time based pricing cost plus pricing penetration pricing predatory pricing psychological pricing variable pricing and of course our topic today which is value based pricing again these are the kinds of pricing that i've seen being used a lot when it comes to pricing products and here in this episode in this show we talk about products so let's stick to products and let's get a little deeper in the next 10 odd minutes i'd like to basically leave you with the a clear understanding on what value based pricing is uh what are the fundamentals it's built on what are the advantages of using it and uh i want to run you through a quick five or six step process to go about coming up with the right pricing for your product If if it sounds good, I think it's too much for a Friday 15, but I think let's again take it take a shot and experiment with this. So let's uh, get down to business. So what is value-based pricing? When you price your product based on the value it adds to your customer, you term it as value-based. It's as simple as that. But you know there is a small difference. This becomes more effective when that value that you add. uh into your product is actually something that is added on both sides of this equation which equation the customer buyer equation so 
you need to get the derive as much value as that your customers do so that's the effectiveness of a value based pricing model so let's talk about this more in a couple of minutes but simply put both you and your customer feels like you got something valuable so right so that's value based pricing and let's um get it down to some fundamentals here if i had to put this down into some sort of a formula you could imagine this to be value equal to customer benefit plus product maker's benefit sounds good value equal to customer benefit plus the product maker's benefit both of you need to benefit from this exchange of something that you have that you call as a product right so customer's benefit here is that stuff that you put into your product that the customer gets by uh when when they kind of get this product in their hand i mean <laughs> it's it's like imagine it to be a physical product this could be the same case if it's a software product the maker's benefit on the other side is the return that the maker gets in this case it's you by giving this product to your customer so well that sounds very simple but what why what's what's the fuss i mean why don't i just go ahead do a cost pl- uh, cost plus uh pricing or can i just do something of uh you know this whole uh psychological pricing thing that uh we see some product makers do well the advantages of product uh sorry uh value based pricing is something that is worth um you know paying your attention to The first thing is it allows you the maker to focus on creating value instead of trying to focus on how much of money can i get from this customer right it forces us as makers to focus on our customers needs and understanding them holistically rather than just looking at their one problem look at how this problem fits into the larger uh into the larger world what why do they want to solve this problem And again, its second thing is it also forces us to think about our long-term vision and purpose. As product makers and startups and companies, um you know, we have a vision and a mission uh that we go after. So, what's our mission and vision and how does this fit into our vision? When I say this, the pricing that I'm going to price. I mean, you can charge somebody $40 or $400 or $4,000. How does it fit into our mission? It allows us as makers to scale these products beyond the first set of customers. Now, this is a very important uh point to note because most often when we think about pricing, I mean, most of these what I'm talking about uh matters most when you launch a new product, but it still matters when you are trying to revisit what pricing of your existing products. So, coming back to that point that I made, allows makers to scale products beyond the first set of customers. Why? because most often we think about the first customer wow great this customer wants to buy my product so maybe i should give charge them 97 what if i did 497 or what if i did 997 now this is uh, a pri- the price that you pick no matter what you pick is something that you uh, you need to think as something that could scale maybe your cus- first customer will buy buy it from you but then will the second or third or the 100 customer buy So, right price makes products not just desirable but also acquirable. 
You don't just don't want somebody to do window shopping with your product, right? And uh, you know, it also allows you to fine tune your products to work for a segment of your customers rather than a set of customers. You get what I'm saying here. So you don't want to just have four or five people buying your product, but you want an entire segment. So it allows you to think of the segment on the first place, and and it positions your pr- uh, product to be something that the segment can acquire, not just desire and long for. And number three, the third advantage here is it turns out, yeah, right, uh, to become a you know a tool to fuel your products and services. I don't know if I'm uh, telling this right, but then what I'm trying to say here is this whole pricing model turns out to become a tool that will help you build newer products and services. You know, it allows you to um, learn about your customers and uncover white spaces. And also, it allows you to have conversations with your customers around the value. Because you don't want to be building products in isolation. You want to be building products when you're sitting amongst customers. You want to listen to them. You want to get soaked in the same problems that they face and then build a product that fits into their life rather than making their life fit into your product. So I guess that kind of gave you a clear overview of what a value-based pricing uh, model is and what are the fundamentals of it and what are the advantages of value-based pricing. So, like I said, I want to give you a set of five or six steps that can that you can use to go ahead and uh, come up with your uh, you know value-based price for your product. So, let's go ahead and explore that. The first thing you want to do is define your target customer persona. Again, you've heard me talk about this so many, many times in different episodes and in my blog, in my ebook. I keep parroting this because understanding our customer is extremely important. I mean, no matter what you do, you got to get your understanding of your customer persona right. And you need to understand that your customer and user could be two different people. So understanding this whole difference and understanding who's going to pay for your product and who's going to use your product and understanding what their key uh, goals are and what do they do in life. What do they do? How do they use your product? How does this product play in, uh, in, in the larger equation of their life? This is very important. So define your target customer persona. That's your first step. Second, write down your vision and mission. This is extremely important. We talked about this. We talked about the importance of vision and mission uh, in, in the past. And we've also talked about this in, in a lot of uh, different ways in different episodes. So define and write down your vision and mission. You probably already have it. Write it down. It's all done in one piece of big A3 size or A2 size paper or a chart paper. So, And the third step, write down what it would take to fulfill that mission. Your vision is the larger uh, agenda that you, why your company or you exist. Your mission is what you are after. It could be creating a product to do something or something, a service to do something, whatever it is. Write down what it would take to fulfill your mission. What does it take for you to move one step closer to your mission? Does it take money? If so, how much? 
Does it need something else? I mean, if so, what? Do you need attention from people? Do you need time from uh, your people's, your customer's time, your user's time? Or maybe you need social currency. So, for example, your product, maybe you don't need money. You just want your uh, customers to share and stories about your product. You want them to write blog posts after blog posts. You want to get, um, you know, this earn this social currency and have uh, a, a whole system of influencers influencing your product. Number four, interview potential customers to understand and validate your product. First, you need to validate your product. They probably are using similar products. If so, what are they using it for? You know, when I say they, it's your customers or users and what they feel about it. This feel is something that's uh, intangible. So you need to uh, do a lot of qualitative and um, more than quantitative uh, studies, user research to understand what they feel about products that they already use. Understand how your mission aligns, um, your mission and vision, I'm sorry, aligns with this whole uh, end, end customer. So does it align with the goals of your customers? So by interviewing, you are actually trying to pick and choose the kind of customers you want, which finally becomes your, um, you know, target, mar- you know, target users and target market segment. So figure out uh, who these potential customers are and interview them. And, and that, that's four steps. So the fifth step is to write down your benefits from selling your product and the, cu- and the customer's benefits, right? This is actually the value. So because most often we kind of um, write down our benefits separately and we think about the customer's value separately. Write them down together. Write down exactly what benefit you get from selling your product and on the same page, write down the benefits that your customers get from buying your product. This is, like we said, the formula early on, value created is equal to uh, customer benefit plus your the product maker's benefit. And the last step, the sixth step, is write down a price based on the customer's benefits and see if it benefits you in fulfilling your mission. Now, I can give you an example here. Say you have a product that will help customers send emails more effectively from their mobile phone. So now you want to probably compete with existing uh, users like Gmail and and whatever. Um, so what what you're trying to do here is to understand how your new product can play a key role here. So say for instance you are trying to do this for the enterprise and Gmail starts at five five dollars and you want to price it at say. $4.99. So does getting $4.99 or $4, whatever it is, help you achieve your mission? Your job is to understand if this aligns with your mission. So try this out. Come up with a number that actually works for your customers and works for you. It could be more than $4. That's fine. Now, these are the six steps that I would really recommend you try out and see how you can come up at arrive at a number that actually makes sense that will just allow that, that will allow you to go beyond the first set of sales and finally before we kind of conclude the show some words of wisdom don't get greedy 
Yes, you can have $10 as a beginning. You can make it 100 but then don't get greedy. The, the, the job that you're trying to do here is not to fleece your customers. And number two, not knowing your costs can be really, really dangerous. Yes, you can do a 499 or you can do a four or, or heck, you can do actually, <laughs> you can price your uh, product at $1 when Google does it at five. But if that does not allow you to come back to business, if that, that does not allow your developers to come back, show up because they just cannot get paid, you have a problem. And number three, keep learning more about your customers and never ever stop doing this because pricing is something that's not a one-time activity. It, it, it's a, it has its own life cycle and keep learning your customers every single day and that will help you fine-tune your pricing. And number four, give as much as time as you can and and value. When I say value, it's time, right? So um, give, give as much as of, uh, value to your customers. Invest as much of your time into creating that value. Because end of the day, value-based pricing is nothing but value that you're giving to your customers that they're paying money for or paying something for. Now, finally, um, I just had four steps, but I think this, this, this fifth word of wisdom is very, very important. Build great relationships. One thing I've seen from my experience uh, and of many other uh, product, successful product makers here is value is something more than what your product is it could be a web-based product it could be in the cloud or it could be in a thumb drive or it could be anywhere it could be a physical product but it's all about these relationships that you build what conversation that the conversations that you have with your um, customers and end users the kind of relationship you build from the time you meet someone to exchanging this product in uh, to a, for a price, you are building a relationship. Never forget this. Always focus on building relationships that are and make them great. Make your customers look great. That is the ultimate value. I hope you really found this episode helpful and useful. And I really, really appreciate if you could leave me a comment and let me know what you think. And if you had more thoughts to share please welcome. This is not by no means a be-all, end-all episode. This is just a beginning, a tip of the iceberg. And I really wanted to get you thinking on value-based pricing. Thank you so much for listening. And I really, really hope you make great products that offer great value for your customers and users. All right, you can uh, find the show notes at designyourthinking.com slash episode 050. Yes, that's 50. And if you like listening to this episode, do subscribe to the Design Your Thinking podcast and leave us a rating and review in iTunes. You can do that by heading over to designyourthinking.com slash iTunes. You can do that there and jump on right to my newsletter because I'd love to exchange a word or two with you. And uh, we can have some great conversations about products and psychology, which which are two areas that I, I really geek out on. So um, jump onto my newsletter. As soon as you do, you'll get an automated um, you know, email response from me. Hit reply and uh, say hi. Because that automated response is not me really, but then it's actually 
the a bot no no it's not a bot it's it's me and i'm actually trying to uh use a tool called convertkit to make these interactions as personal as possible so please go ahead and um and and yeah subscribe to my newsletter you can do that by heading over to designyourthinking.com scroll all the way to the bottom of the page and you will actually see a button right there click that and uh and yeah you'll be asked to uh type in your email address and um first name just do that and i'll see you in the inbox all right till i see you in the next episode stay tuned stay inspired keep pushing my friend cheers Thanks for listening to the Design Your Thinking podcast. Subscribe to our newsletter at www.designyourthinking.com.